This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. And welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Hyman. I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. I'll let you say hey. That, you know, yeah, we've yeah, got that little intro it. down, <laughs> so I've got that figured out, and I'm not going to interrupt you yes. at this point. We yes. have a, a sort oh, of a script, script that we, oh, yeah. that Kelly tried to flip last week. That would be flip really good. Yes. Well, we got flip the script author, Chuck <laughs> Peters with us. Okay, everybody, <laughs> hang on, because the energy level is going to go way up yes, to this we're very out. excited. <laughs> yeah. So Chuck Peters is with us, and he is, um, he works with us at Lifeway, yeah. and you are the host of the Kids Ministry Podcast. That's so right, the you, Kids Ministry 101 yes, Podcast. Yes, yeah. right. so if you listen to that, you'll recognize his voice, his perfect podcast casting voice I, I feel like yes that. kids ministry 101 I yeah. always wanted to be a radio yes. guy so yes. like as a kid listening to the radio the DJ was always like oh I wish I could do that and cue up you the songs it. yeah you I, got that, it you that's do. You like have it. if I ever had another career maybe yeah. that would be it there you go well I think you you get to do a little bit of that in a, your little job bit. a little so bit so tell us a little bit about yourself what you do at Lifeway your family all of that kind of stuff yeah okay well that's a lot oh, there's yeah, a lot of stuff you know, in there. Like all those things so I tend to be, you mentioned energy. I t- I'm an enthusiast. So okay. Enneagram people, I'm a total seven. So everything <laughs> is exciting and I like it's new fun. things party. and yeah. lots of different things. So I tend to be a good talker. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also a Yankee and a Northerner. And so I kind of have that little bit of Northern energy too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and I love pizza. So Oh, growing oh. up in the okay, Northeast, yeah, New York like, style, kind of yeah, what kind pizza? of pizza? Yeah, I know this you is like say a... New York style. I say New Jersey style. Right. Okay, I, is it I the think same New Jersey or pizza is better. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. large. It's got okay. so uh-huh. the bigger the diameter, the better. Okay, mm-hmm. and there's okay. reasons for this, like scientific oh, okay. reasons, right? So yeah. the ratio of crust and sauce uh-huh. and cheese changes if it's a small diameter pizza. Yeah, that makes sense to me. The personal pizza, no. Mm, okay, the bigger pie you can get, the better. So. There are good places yeah. everywhere yes. around the country. It's New York style, yes, but being a Jersey guy, yeah, I just can't it. go there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And the Statue of Liberty is in New Jersey, by the way. That's right. Oh, it is. I did Sorry. know that. It faces New York, yes. but it's in New Jersey. Yes. Little known facts. Fun, Fun facts. facts. Yeah. 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 I so did not know family. that. family. Tell us about your family. My family. So uh, my wife, Chris, <laughs> I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and uh, Washington, Oregon, and then moved to Wheaton, Illinois. Her dad was in uh, the Christian missions world okay. in Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Her mom worked at the college and she went to high school there. And so she's a Chicago girl. I'm a Jersey guy. We met at mm-hmm. school in South Carolina at Columbia <laughs> Bible College, now yeah. Columbia International University. Okay. And so we were CIU, got married mm-hmm. two weeks after graduation in 1992. Yeah. It's been a while now. <laughs> and uh, I moved her back to New Jersey and I was a student pastor and we did that. Mm-hmm. She was in preschool ministry at the same church. And so we did students in preschool together which was really fun. Uh, but, you know, we were really young. And so it, yeah. we had like six jobs just to make ends yeah. meet and all that. So yeah. my interest has always been in media. And so mm-hmm. I studied communications, TV, film, and radio was, like I mentioned, the radio yeah. thing. It's what I always <laughs> wanted to do. So I studied television and video production and okay. did that simultaneous yeah. Yeah. to doing ministry. And in the 1990s, there was yeah. very few opportunities to put right. the two together. Right. There yeah. was very little, except for like the two Christian radio stations, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. else. Uh, there wasn't a lot going on for a media professional in the Christian world. And so over the yeah. course of time, I had parallel careers doing ministry, vocationally and voluntarily, Chris and I together, and then looking for these opportunities to bring the two, which yeah. eventually happened for me down the road, but it took a lot of years of running the two parallels. We have four wow. kids. Yeah. So we, you do? after we were in New either. Jersey. Okay, these, are, yeah. these are the new things I so learned. So I brought okay, her to yes. Jersey. And so uh-huh. uh, then we were there for a few years yeah. and moved to California because when you want to be in media, that's what you do. Right. Yeah. Uh, her dad, my father-in-law was a pastor at a church in Northern California, a town mm-hmm. called Chico. Uh-huh. Okay. Not Chino. Chino is Southern California uh-huh. with a prison. Chico is Northern California. Gotcha. And it's like known for being like the party school <laughs> oh, of the, of the 
country or something. Anyhow, didn't go there for school. <laughs> yeah. For the record, but moved there uh, yeah. to connect with him and see what to do. And yeah. and then I chased down a career. So my two uh, two daughters were both born in Northern California. Okay. They're now both in their twenties and both recently married. Okay. So that's fun. We have a grandbaby on the way. You were mentioning Aww, your so grandma fun. name. Yes, KK. Yes, yeah. I'm so KK. we're trying to work out. Yeah. Like, yeah it's going to be. It's one of the first questions people ask you too. Is it, what's your grandma name going to be? Yes. It's yeah. like a thing. Is that yes? Oh. Is that as much a thing in New Jersey? I mean, because uh, I've heard that that's like a southern thing. It could yeah. be a southern thing. Like all thing. the different You're names right. for everybody. I mean, first of all, I'm a I'm a guy, so yeah. I'm not really in oh, tune with that stuff yeah. anyway. And I was young yeah, when I was true. there. Maybe yeah. more so for women. Maybe. But did you? But have, it is a thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's very that. much in the South. Like you don't have just like I had a grandmother, which yeah. was very rare. <laughs> like so, people yeah. are like. Oh, you actually call her grandmother? Grandmother. And I was like, yes, it's very formal. <laughs> yeah. We, so she was, was not a, a formal person, but that's just what yeah. we called her. Yeah. yeah. So when I grew up, we called my grandparents grandma and grandpa right. Peters or grandma right. and grandpa Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. There was yeah. no right. name. It was just that. Right. So, yeah, we're working on that. We're working on that's that. That's fun, though. So, uh, and then we had, so two girls yeah. uh, by birth who were both born in Northern California and then two sons who came to us through adoption. That's awesome. Uh, internationally from Ethiopia. Okay. Tyson, so my girls oh. are Tally and Tristan. Okay. My second daughter, Tristan, is in children's ministry full time. Oh, She's a children's ministry director at our church, and that's been so fun to watch her mm-hmm. journey. And then our boys, Tyson and Tate, uh-huh. uh, came to us when they were four and 18 months old as a sibling set wow. uh, f- from Ethiopia. So I've got two teenagers, two out of the home and two teenagers in the home. They're wow. now 15 and 17. So yeah. pray for me. Yeah. Yeah. We're, in, we're in the teenage boy years right now. Oh, you still Which is survive. fun, but yeah. also... We, yes. we, yeah. Absolutely. It's an adventure. I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking, and I'm hearing this about your story, and I'm thinking, I love the way the Lord uses some of the things that you thought, like with radio and with media. And even now that you are, you know, over kids' ministry here at Lifeway, you are using the things that you bring in with everything that you've yeah. and I just I think that's so cool the way God uses all of our experiences to kind of mold our past yeah. for sure and you yeah. know it's it, it that just makes me think Kelly that it's you know when you're in something in the moment right. you're like just I don't know why yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. today and it doesn't always make sense when we're walking it in real time mm-hmm. like with my sons yeah. the challenges you go through raising teenagers mm-hmm. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff it's hard right now but I know that years from now, because of the rest of my story, when we look right. backwards, right. we see how God fits all those right. pieces together to bring exactly mm-hmm. all the preparation and qualifications and experiences to put us right where we need mm-hmm. to be right now for such a time as this. So, yeah, yeah I think that's And that's even true. your background, we were talking about your background sets you up for what you're doing now, yeah. like this big project that you're working on with Lifeway. Mm-hmm. So tell us about yes. that and Hi-Fi and the new curriculum and what that is and all those things. Yeah. So in my role, <laughs> uh-huh. I have the great honor of leading the kids ministry area mm-hmm. at Lifeway. So, you know, as a publishing company, yes. we create a whole lot of resources mm-hmm. sealing the floor at Lifeway. Right. And often or, or, or the way that we're organized is is it's like the church with ministry mm-hmm. areas. And yes. so mm-hmm. I have preschool birth through sixth grade or so Uh before they go off to the student ministry area, right? And so any resource that we make for the church is made by my team. Yes. And so we create Vacation Bible School. That's Mm -hmm. a huge one. That Lifeway VBS is huge. And I know the listeners out there, we've got huge fans of all the VBS music that we can all (laughs) sing. We were just Mm -hmm. quoting it yesterday. We were in a meeting um, and we were talking about names of God and somebody said Jehovah Jireh. And I was like, God, our provider. (laughs) Like, I remember the like hand claps or something with that song (laughs) All the hand motions, you know, tumbling tumbleweeds and all the things that we do. (laughs) Submerge. So yeah, all those VBS songs that stick with you. My team creates all of that, Mm -hmm. which is Awesome. That's fine. Uh, and then uh, presently, well, I can't say presently, up until recently, yeah. three full lines mm-hmm. of curriculum that we make yes. every week, all year, yes. that serve nearly 30,000 churches every week in kids yeah. with the Gospel Project, right? Bible Studies for Life, and Explore the Bible Kids. Mm-hmm. So, and those are just the yeah. curriculum things. We also have right. Team Kid and short-term resources and training events that we do and all kinds of different things. Our and you think conference. about... 30,000 churches that multiply the number of preschool and children. Yes. Millions. Yeah. 
It's, it's, uh, the impact of that and the weight of that probably too, yeah. you know, of just saying, hey, we want to serve the church well. And sure. some of those churches that we serve are very, very big and they'll have yeah. thousands and others are very small and they'll yeah. have a handful mm-hmm. of right. kids and they're all important, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no, you know, there's not a different value on those children. It's just right. where, how do they gather? Yeah. And so we need to be aware of the needs right. of leaders in small churches as well as big churches and create resources that work everywhere Mm -hmm. as effectively as as they can. So So the New Line Hi-Fi is reaching out. We really are, the desire is to reach a demographic that we're not even reaching, right? So talk about that. So we, Lifeway, we have a long history with as the Baptist Sunday School Board and then becoming Lifeway, where we have served children and families, really, because although we minister directly to kids, we serve families, Mm -hmm. right? Moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandparents and whoever the grownups are in a child's life are impacted by ministry done to the child Mm -hmm. or with the child. And so this history of uh, of creating trustworthy biblical Mm -hmm. content for Sunday school and for children's ministry and all kinds of different settings... Uh, is a rich history that Lifeway has. And so, you know, we've, we are known for creating trustworthy content that's (laughs) biblically faithful and that is, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. that's uh, trusted by churches uh, to know that it's going to be safe and accurate Mm -hmm. and, and well done. Um, and, and in that, we've got this long history of doing that a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so m- most curriculum resources, dare mm-hmm. I say, up until really recently, are paper-based. Right. Mm-hmm. They're usually quarterly. Yes. Quarterly mm-hmm. literature is what it was when I came yes. in right oh, years same. ago. Absolutely. And you yes. may still think of it that way, listener. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Do you have your quarterly? Yes. Right. Or right. like mm-hmm. we got to order new literature. Like that was – I was mm-hmm. a church secretary for years, so it's like it's time to renew the order for the literature, and that's like what we would call it. And yeah. all of that yeah. assumes – or because it's been accurate, right. a certain right. way of doing right. ministry, mm-hmm. which in many churches what that looks like is small rooms – Yes. Where kids are divided by the grade that they're mm-hmm. in, where they have a Sunday school teacher and maybe a flannel board or you know <laughs> some kind of little something yeah. that they're going to use, hold up a teaching picture that's on a piece of paper and an right. activity sheet that the kids do at a desk or a table, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the way, and that still works in many yeah. places, oh, yeah, right? Absolutely. So that's sure. that is not obsolete. That right. is still the standard. Uh-huh. However, more and more, there's a new kind of church with a different kind of need mm-hmm. for a new kind of resource. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned Hi-Fi. Yeah. Hi-Fi is a brand new ongoing curriculum. Yes. So that means it's going to happen all year, every year, forever every and ever until yes. it stops. <laughs> uh, that is different. And yeah. so we've created it from the ground up to be not exactly the opposite of what we've done, but to be, but to not be picking up the template of what we have in our other resources and just Mm -hmm. applying that to a new teaching um, study plan, it's a whole different experience. And so at Lifeway, we have a a new kind of a internal, what do we call it, a motto, uh, our mission statement. It's that we design trustworthy experiences that fuel ministry. ministry. Mm -hmm. And so this, in our space, the last big release that we had in terms of curriculum was 10 years ago with the Gospel right. Project. Yeah. So we just celebrated it our first years. decade. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And so 10 years has flown by with that. The Gospel Project still seems new mm-hmm. in a lot of sure. ways, but it's been a decade. And so as we looked at what does the church need that we don't already provide, right? we came up with this concept for hi-fi. And the big goal in it was for us to be aware of the needs of the current church mm-hmm. in a post-Christian mm-hmm. context right. in areas of the country that Lifeway may not have served well historically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we have strong, being a Southern Baptist publisher, mm-hmm. and we're located in Nashville, mm-hmm. we serve a lot of churches that are in the South and the right. Southeast, and not quite as many in the Northeast and West. Mm-hmm. So as we set out to create this new resource, I've used that as an acronym, mm-hmm. sure. new for Northeast and West, yeah. where we need to be aware of the different cultural needs of churches in mm-hmm. New Jersey and Chicago and California, right. places that my wife and I have lived, yeah. <laughs> uh, where church is just a little different and the people who show up have a different background and a different understanding mm-hmm. of uh, uh, their worldview. Yeah. And especially in today's culture, yeah. the understanding the worldview of the kids that we're trying to reach mm-hmm. in the context that they live, we we wanted to be careful to not try to make something in the South in the Bible Belt mm-hmm. that feels very Baptist or very Southern, right. and then try to apply it in Colorado. Yep, right. And so what we said is, let's 
we still want to stay true to who we are. Mm-hmm. We are still Lifeway, mm-hmm. right? And right. we are absolutely committed to biblical fidelity and all the trustworthy right. content and being right. true to the Baptist faith and message. All the things that we are committed to are still true. However, the way we do that and the way we present that for the church is completely different with Hi-Fi. Yeah. It's really like being a missionary and going to a different country mm-hmm. and you understand the context, you understand the culture. And so really what you all have done is said, what is our context? What is the culture? And not anybody can use it. It's yes. not just for the Northeast Absolutely. and West. And like, I've even yeah. thought about, like, I was part of a very tiny church plant for a little while, and we yes. were doing some more inner city ministry here in Nashville. Yeah. And the way that our church was set up, we were like renting a space on Sunday mornings. And so we had to move in and move out. And we had mm-hmm. a very small children's ministry if we had any kids show up. Yes. So it was like all ages were together. So this kind of thing. And like when we would try to do vacation Bible school or whatever, we had like there wasn't that starting point that a lot of churches like have of like this kid has been in church their whole life so they know like what the bible is who jesus is Mm -hmm. who paul is but these kids did not and so trying to i think this would be applicable for lots of different scenarios but with that kind of culture in mind of Mm -hmm. hey these don't have this base of like knowledge that a lot of us that grew up in the church environment, even if we didn't grow up in church mm-hmm. in the environment of it, kind of just have. It's like in the air in yeah, some ways, sure. you know? So how do you do that, Chuck? Like yeah. When you have that, when that's kind of your goal and the audience you want to reach, what does that look like? Well, so it really starts from two places okay. that have to come together and intersect. So one is research and mm-hmm. the other is cultural awareness. Yes. And so we, my team and I have done a deep dive. So first yeah. of all, we bring our own experiences to that. We mm-hmm. have our own awareness. Mm-hmm. Having lived in different parts of the country, right. you know, it's mm-hmm. nice to have a team. And we've built a team that includes mm-hmm. people who live in Seattle and who right. live in different parts yep. of the country yep. uh, or are from different parts of the country who have helped yep. us build the resource so that they retain – they live in that context. Yes. right? Even yep. though they work for us, they live there. And so that just being immersed – in mm-hmm. what it's like to live in Washington State, yeah. for instance, or Southern California, helps us keep our finger on the pulse of what's right. real in those spaces mm-hmm. with those actual children. And then research. And yeah. so we we started this. We we knew we, we had an idea, which our president, Ben Mandrell, mm-hmm. and his wife, Lindley, brought mm-hmm. to us before coming to Lifeway. They were church planters in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And as good, loyal SBC people, they looked to Lifeway to say, hey, what kind of resources do we have? And the reality is they tried to use our resources that we currently make Mm -hmm. in that context in Denver, and it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. There was too much assumption on Mm -hmm. awareness of just Bible knowledge, who was Paul, who is whatever. Uh, And then, you know, uh, those... a, a resource like the Gospel Project, which is a fantastic resource, uh, sure. is chronological. Right. And, and so it's a comprehensive, chronological, Christ-centered curriculum. Yes. I like alliteration. <laughs> yes. That's yes. yes. My, but that's a good way stick, to, to right? describe yeah. it. Yes. So, but in that, it builds week over week. Yes. Right. And so, so if you just come in for one week. In a context yeah. where the norm... And this is more and more the, the case everywhere where mm-hmm. you don't have kids every week. Right. They're with mom one week and dad another. Gotcha. Or they're yes. they're they're one Sunday and then they're away for travel travel ball. Mm-hmm. And right. they're not there every week. It's it's easy to lose them in the story when mm-hmm. each week builds. And so we said one of the first assumptions we need is we need a resource where every week stands alone if that's mm-hmm. the only thing that you get this month. Okay. So things yeah. like that have really come together. But I mentioned the research. Yes. The, the, yeah. We partnered with yes. Lifeway Research uh-huh. to do some uh, analysis. Analysis of data mm-hmm. on what is happening in the culture and in the church. And you mentioned kids growing up without a, a church background right. or without a biblical worldview is mm-hmm. what we've learned, is that each subsequent generation, and it's true, it's a, yeah. it's a decline that's steady mm-hmm. going back to the, the, the greatest generation and then through baby boomers and Gen X and millennials and on down, every, with every generation the culture identifies less and less as Christian mm-hmm. and have less and less connection to a church. And so most of the children who are Gen Z and Generation Alpha that we're looking to serve mm-hmm. today are raised by parents who are, in some cases, millennials who were not raised in the church at all right. or maybe had a very loose connection mm-hmm. to yeah. anything Christian. And so we have a generation of kids in a, in a post-Christian secular culture 
being raised by parents who don't have a biblical background. And so mm-hmm. we're in a place where a lot of these it is like missions work. Yeah. Kelly, you mentioned that, yeah. where we have to build, we have to have a new starting point. And so as we studied church attendance and generational behaviors, mm-hmm. and what are the big felt needs of kids in this generation? Right. And that was some of the most enlightening uh, uh, yeah. information that we uncovered yeah. through the research. What were a couple of those? Maybe something that surprised you or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, well, so we know... Uh, anecdotally, but also mm-hmm. through the research that kids of this generation are different. Yeah. <laughs> they are the most connected generation of all time through technology. They, sure. they were born with a phone in their hand, mm-hmm. right? Where with, with, with my generation, yes. that was yes. something that came later in life. Right. Kids were born with it. Our kids have iPads in their cribs in some cases <laughs> or in their shopping carriage in the store, kids on the phone. Or they uh, FaceTime with their grandparents. Like they're, grandparents. Yeah. Yes, they're absolutely. digital natives. Yes. And absolutely. so that technology is, is mm-hmm. innate mm-hmm. Uh, in the culture. Uh, but so they're the most connected generation of all time in history mm-hmm. through technology, mm-hmm. but they are the most lonely and isolated yes. generation of all time in real life. IRL mm-hmm. for you kids out there. <laughs> so yeah. they don't have real life relationships. Mm-hmm. Their early childhood was impacted by COVID to such a degree that sure. they were masked and mm-hmm. isolated True. away from other yeah. kids. And so just the idea of gathering together for many kids, mm-hmm. produces anxiety. Right. So anxiety, anxiety is a high, is huge, high level. It? Yep, mm-hmm. high high level of anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, social anxiety, and all kinds of different things. Where just the idea of gathering together can be mm-hmm. something that's difficult for many mm-hmm. kids. So, uh, what we've learned, big things that we've learned, is we need to approach them differently because of that. We we know that until a kid feels emotionally safe, mm-hmm. they will be closed off gotcha. from hearing. Right. And so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we need to communicate truth to them. Mm-hmm. But if they can't hear us because they're anxious or right. feeling unsafe, we have a barrier. So we need to build into our programming strategic ways to break down barriers. Mm-hmm. And so that's not something that happens accidentally. That's something right. that we need to do intentionally. That's very different. And so in in Hi-Fi, as we've done the research, and that research fed yeah. into a book yeah. that's yeah. called yeah. Yeah. I, the yeah, I didn't want to forget <laughs> yeah. that we have we should mention too. that. It's yes. sitting in yes. front of us on the table. But so, yeah, so my team and I uh, wrote a book called Flip the Script. And Flip the Script is uh, it's available on Lifeway.com if you want to check yeah. it out. It's a really beautiful ministry it's, it's a research and ministry strategy book right. for the next generation I mean, preschool fun, kids and, and it's it's easy i mean yeah, it's not it's got a lot can, of like yes. charts and graphs and Lots all of information. those fun things yes. and it's beautiful and yeah i think it would be a great resource for if you are in children's ministry or if you have kids in children's ministry or if you just know a children's ministry right. leader next to just, and then get them yes. this or make sure they know about it um because it's such a helpful thing i know when i did children's ministry i would read resources like this to kind of mm-hmm. just be like okay so where are the kids now what are they doing cuz i don't have kids so i don't know all that stuff just like by osmosis of being around them. So just trying to find um, information like that and where we can have a starting point and know how to reach them well. Yeah. Yeah. So we we do have if uh, the we do have a free digital copy yes, of this we book want to that, that we can too. offer to anyone yes. listening. Share it as far and wide as you want. That's it's right. just it's a free PDF download, yeah. uh, and you can find that at lifeway.com. Slash flip the script download. Yeah. I think we'll put this. Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes. It's a long <laughs> yeah. URL to type in, but it's flip worth the it. script download. You can remember yeah. that. Uh, flip the script can, download. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then you can get a copy, a digital copy at least sure. of the book. Right. This is sure. something that really should be on the shelf of every yes. preschool so kid or student ministry leader. I, I was thinking that too. Uh, and yeah. so mm-hmm. it's 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 a not just because I contributed to the book, but there's such no, great stuff in here to help us understand the needs of this generation in this culture. Right. And so we. We wrote this primarily for ministry leaders. Uh, However, I have had, Elizabeth, so many people come and say, would you rewrite a version that's for parents? Because yeah. parents do this okay. too. I don't know yeah. that we're going to do that. That's right. not a promise. But they can probably but still like read this yeah. and that get... That speaks to yes. the value of yeah. this information right. to understand yeah. our right. own kids. Yeah. So you had asked, what were a couple of those big mm-hmm. needs uh-huh, in the moments. culture? Yes, there absolutely. are two big things okay. that stood out clearly far and above that are the big cultural needs of the generation. Mm-hmm. The first one is the big cultural need for belonging. Mm -hmm. So we know kids are longing for belonging Mm -hmm. and they're looking for people who will accept them and love them and welcome them. And uh, that needs to be 
us in the yeah. church, mm-hmm. right? Kids, kids will are going to find this somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and if if they don't find it in the church, they will find it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so we as the church need to be the people who see them right. and acknowledge them and yeah. love them. And I say every child in the church needs a champion in the church. Mm-hmm. So the the role of the leader today, who is culturally aware, is one of relationship. Mm. So because belonging is such a big need, we need to connect kids in relationship. And so the book is Flip the Script. We use the word flip as an acronym for four key relationships. So every kid, and this is for in the church, every child in the church needs to find a friend. That's Mm -hmm. the F. Mm -hmm. When you have a friend, you want to attend. Right. Right. So we've got to be intentional. And when we have a, a... kids ministry program where the format is sit still, face forward, be quiet. We don't have friendships. So kids ministry needs to be loud and clear. Mm -hmm. And so loud because there should be volume. Kids are noisy. So let's not not keep shushing them. Let's allow them to be noisy and harness that in a way that lets them create connection. So Mm -hmm. that needs to be connections in these other ways. So friends, the L is for leader. Every kid needs one adult leader who knows their name, their needs, and their situations. Mm. Uh, uh, someone who mm. misses them when they're gone on those weeks yes. when they're away and who celebrates them when they come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed you. Marcella, I haven't seen you for two weeks. Where have you been? Yeah. Mm. We need leaders who are committed and mm-hmm. consistent and connected. And that's a different thing than leaders who are Bible teachers. Yes. Right. Right. And I've seen that. Like when I have been a volunteer in children's ministry, the ones who are consistent that are there every week, those kids walk in the door and it is, it's just magic to see them just go up to that leader and just feel so connected. Mm -hmm. They want, and not only the friend, but they do, they want to be there because this adult cares for them. Um, I, yeah, that's a good, that's a I'm good a point. I'm a substitute teacher in our Me children's too. ministry. And so, and I actually usually substitute for Kayla Stevens, who's one oh, of yeah. our uh, co-workers. She's the pro- publishing team leader yes, for High Five. Yes. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm like stepping into some big shoes when I come in and they'll always be like, Miss Kayla doesn't do it this way. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's okay, funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but they like really respect her. And I can see that even when she's not there, um, that they are just like, this is how we do it with Miss Kayla. And I'm like, oh. Well then, let's do it that way. Here, you know, I you call know? them kid whispers. Whispers. Yes. I mean, like they really. There, there are certain people who are yes. just so good at just. I'm like, but but as a leader yeah. in kids ministry, it really changes the type of volunteers you look That's for. Right. 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 Because That's if right. we need to recruit yes. people who are master teachers, yes. who are. You know, who are intellectuals or communicators, that's really different than creating someone who who is going to love and care for right, kids. Right. Now, uh, we can carry the teaching part. That's why yes. our resources do mm-hmm. that for you. And yes, you need to be able to communicate to a degree. Sure. But with High Five, we've mm-hmm. built a resource that doesn't require the volunteer to be a teacher. Yeah. It requires you to love kids yeah. and create connection. So, so friend, leader. Friend, leader. The I is influencers. Okay. okay. Everyone in the church is an influencer. Yes. Right? This is what kids want to grow up to become, so an yes. influencer on social media. <laughs> so we know that influence is something that you only gain when you first have trust and respect. So I call it TRI. Trust plus respect equals influence. Mm. And so we gain trust. We have to earn that. We gain respect. We have to earn that. But once we have it through relationship, we earn it. Another thing we know about this generation is they don't listen to just anyone just because you right. they don't mm-hmm. trust denominations or institutions mm-hmm. or just the person up front with the microphone as an authority. Right. But when they know Miss Kayla or when they yes. know Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> uh, even though she's not Miss Kayla, but when they know yes. you, they'll listen to you because right. there's mm-hmm. trust and respect. And mm-hmm. so therefore you have influence. Outside of relationship, mm-hmm. you cannot do ministry anymore where you mm-hmm. to kids and students where you have a person stand up and read a piece of paper mm-hmm. if they're a stranger. You yeah. can't read a piece of paper. You have to be connected mm-hmm. so that they'll hear what you have to say. So that I feel like Amy Jo Gardier kind of mentioned that yes. on that podcast. So go back and yes. listen to that podcast too, because she talks about Gen Alpha and yes. kind of that outside the, influence. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a yeah. That was good, a good episode. I yes. endorsed that episode. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So influencer, but everyone's an influencer. The person right. who high fives a kid at yes. the door. The person who who. Uh, Walks them down the hallway. Mm-hmm. The one who plays a game with them in a in a little huddle, or who leads a uh, leads the worship time. Everyone's an influencer. When kids see believers as adults mm-hmm. interact with each other, mm-hmm. that influences what Christianity okay. looks like, what our faith sure. looks like. And so, right. everyone has influence. Everyone sure. in the church. And then the P uh-huh. is an important one. 
That's pastors. Mm -hmm. And so kids need to know that the pastor of the church is their pastor too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that the pastor is a person, not just a persona on a platform. Mm -hmm. So we need to be intentional about bringing pastors into preschool kids and student ministry spaces. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, kids' ministry and students are isolated in a different wing or maybe a different building across the parking lot, and they may not have any opportunity to interact with the pastor. So that doesn't mean the pastor has to come in and lead a lesson, but to just come in and be like, hey, we're going to do three questions with Pastor Ian. What do you like for breakfast? Do you have a dog? What's your favorite? (laughs) Whatever. And just to build relational connection so that now when he is preaching, they're they feel like they have a friend in that pastor. So mm, flip. Yeah. So the sense that. for belonging. Yes. Kids need to feel belonging, to feel connected. And when they feel that they are seen and heard and known and loved, those barriers that we mm-hmm. talked about come down sure. and eyes, ears, hearts, and minds are opened to hear and receive. Yeah. I love that. And that's not just this generation. I was actually reading okay. a, um, I mean, I think it's more profound, maybe a need yes. that they feel more and profoundly. pervasive, yeah. Yes, but it's definitely something. I was reading a book that's a secular book by a secular author yeah. about cults. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I'm like weirdly interested in cults, but um <laughs> Not to join one. We'll talk, we'll I'm just talk about that later. In the, <laughs> in the, in the like sociology <laughs> and the linguistics. Mm-hmm. This was a, ling- a linguist who was yeah. talking about the language of cults. And she said she was just going through. She was like, we see cults on the rise when people need belonging. And she was like, people yes. always yeah. need belonging. It's almost like we're programmed to belong to something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I it is so almost are. like we were yeah, created for, sure. for community for yeah, and connection. Community. And so um, it was just interesting to see her from that very secular, like non-Christian perspective, a non-Christian yeah. worldview, see that need and how we as Christians know the solution to that. We know right. like the ultimate belonging um, in Christ and then with each other. And so that's something that I think is going to be mm-hmm. just more and more prevalent and more and more a need for us to show, like, you belong here, you belong with us, we belong together, yeah. we um, can show you who you belong with, like, the ultimate belonging and how we reflect uh, the Trinity with mm-hmm. that. And so yeah. it's such a, a beautiful thing to see this curriculum and this research kind of back up that um, and how we can, like, make that happen in our churches. And so I love the acronym because I think that's something that we can demonstrate. Like you were talking about influencer, seeing how they interact with each other, see how we welcome people in, see how we belong to each other and we talk to each other and communicate as a family. And that can definitely influence the kids. So I love that. The the interesting thing Uh to me, that light bulb (laughs) moment is that the the new approach to ministry, which we're talking about, the subtitle of the book is disrupting tradition for Mm -hmm. the sake of the next generation. Mm -hmm. We get stuck in our trenches, right? right? And a groove can become a rut if we're not careful and we Mm -hmm. get stuck in how Mm -hmm. we do things. Mm -hmm. The new thing is a very old thing. Right. And that is (laughs) Discipleship is relational. Yes. It's discipleship is always and only yeah. in a context of relationship. It's and like so, whose idea was that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that goes back to follow me, right? Yes. And the disciples or it goes walk. back to like uh, we created them in our own That's image. Yeah, right. You know, yes, like absolutely. it's yes. a fellowship from yes. the very beginning. Well, Deuteronomy yeah. six is is the mm-hmm. passage right. often cited in kids' ministry, <laughs> yeah. right? It's you impress these things on your children mm-hmm. when you sit down and rise up and when you walk along the road. Yeah. And so pulling from that and looking at the model Jesus. Jesus used with the disciples. Mm -hmm. He called them my name and he said, follow me. He didn't say study what we do study and they did study, but the call was walk with me. Right. And Mm -hmm. as they walked, they talked. And Mm -hmm. so discipleship is walking together and talking together. Mm -hmm. And so we can't just talk at kids. We have to walk with kids. And then they'll hear what we have to say. So that first big takeaway was Uh the need for belonging, the big cultural need for belonging, which we address by being intentional through the resource Uh and helping churches create stronger, better, deeper relationships in these four areas. I love that. The second big takeaway, which is really the other half of the Uh Hi-Fi resource, is the big cultural needs around answering the questions of identity. Mm -hmm. And so we know in our culture that word identity is almost a a trigger word, mm-hmm. right, with all the gender identity issues and the different things that are going on mm-hmm. in the culture. Honestly, these these two words, belonging and identity, when we first hit on them, I was a little concerned <laughs> that the church may not be ready for us yeah. to lead with these words. But the truth is right. we have to answer. We as LifeWay, but we as the church mm-hmm. have to speak to these real needs of real kids in yeah. a real world. So we have to speak to identity. Mm-hmm. So there are different approaches to what we teach and how. Right. 
what we instill in our kids. Yeah. And there's a couple, I think of it like a bowling alley. You mm-hmm. guys bowlers? I have My bowl. parents I'm were bowlers. Yeah, so I'm a terrible bowler, but I have My parents were bowlers. Yes. Like they were in leagues yeah. and we had bowling trophies in our house. I never Love was, it. but like they had their own ball, their own bag. So I don't oh, know. Oh, if you have bowling, your own ball, your own see, bowling bag. Yeah, that's like phrase, a, yeah. you know, or your own shoes The too, towel that like has some kind of bowling yes. phrase on it. Yeah. yeah. So I think of that where we, right down the middle is where the pins are that we want to hit. And the pins are sort of shaped like a heart, if you kind of go with me on that, right? We want to hit the heart of the child, which is the strike. That's right down the middle. And oftentimes, if we're not careful, we can, in a very well-meaning way, hit one of two gutters Mm -hmm. where we unintentionally may hit the gutter that says your faith as a Christian or what it means to be a Christian is all about what you know. Yeah. And it's Bible knowledge. And if we can just teach kids all the Bible trivia and they can answer who was this and what was that and how many commandments and what are they and all the – if they memorize the content in the head, that that's what it means to be a – a Christian. Mm-hmm. And we know that's not yeah. fully true. We, yeah. Knowledge is important. Right. Sure. But but if we don't hit the hearts, we miss right. the yes. child. We can right. and that tends to create Pharisees, right? Who mm-hmm. who are knowledgeable but not transformed. Yeah. And the other side is that our faith is what we do. It's mm-hmm. behavior. If you're a believer, you don't do this or you do do this right. and you don't go there, but you do go here on Wednesday night mm-hmm. or Sunday <laughs> evening or whatever, yeah. right? And we know there's mm-hmm. it's easy to fall into legalism on either side. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so what we know to be true is when the only thing that really matters is yeah. is reaching the heart. So we can't talk about ministry based on behavior modification. We have to focus on heart transformation. Right. And so when we get there, behavior follows. Yes. Knowledge mm-hmm. follows because now there's transformation. So it's really all about going for the heart. Yeah. So in all of that, right, yeah. we have this, the heart of our faith isn't what we know and it's not what we do. That's not where we start. Those are outcomes. Those are fruits. Right. Mm-hmm. The root is in our identity. Mm. And so as we speak to this idea, the big cultural need is kids search for who am I? Who, wh- you know, and then you identify with certain groups of people as the people who where you belong based mm-hmm. on who you think you are. And those people speak to who you are. And so we as the church need to tell kids, hey, you don't have to search for identity because God has already revealed that. Mm-hmm. And so the whole study plan for Hi-Fi is 12 simple biblical identity truths about who you are because of who God is. Mm-hmm. So each yeah. one, each month, we'll study one truth. I am known. I am loved. I am designed for a purpose. I am meant to know God. I am here to do good. I am here to tell others about Jesus. I am set apart. I am broken, but not beyond repair. I'm forgiven in Christ. And so these I am statements are the core that we want to impress on the hearts of all these kids. And over the course of the year, they will learn 12 things, one a month, that tells you who you are. I am known. And But it doesn't stop there because that's very me-centered. Right. It's I am known because God is. And so every yeah. one of those is attached back to a truth or an attribute about who God is. Mm-hmm. I'm known because God knows everything. Yeah. And he, therefore, he knows me. And looking at Psalm 139, not just who you are, but he knows your thoughts and your right, heart and right. the words you're going to say before you speak them. He sees you wherever you go. You can't run anywhere where you can hide from him. So... This is the approach we take where we'll study these 12 simple biblical identity truths mm-hmm. so that over the course of a year, every kid will understand that their identity yeah. is rooted in who God is. Okay. I'm going to ask you a really practical nuts and bolts okay. question because I don't know if anybody else is thinking this, but so there's these 12 months and it's an ongoing curriculum. Mm-hmm. So if I purchase hi-fi do i fall like can i just join at any time yeah. is there like do i start at one point how does that work yeah well in the same way okay. that uh we say we we assume that no kid potentially a child won't right. be there every week right we know people might want to join at any point in time so there is no beginning and no ending to okay. hi-fi so <laughs> we've laid out our study plan these 12 yes. truths in a circle and so we will go around and around the circle. There's no first session or last session. Right. We rotate through 12 truths that we've divided into three big categories. One is God's passion for me. Mm-hmm. One is his purpose for me. And one is another P that I'm having a hard time remembering <laughs> oh, right now. Uh, yeah. um, my position before yeah, him. Yeah. And so those are, thank you. <laughs> Who wrote this book anyway? Yeah, so uh, 
in that you can join anytime and it's not really a purchase. So Hi-Fi is different. So it's all digital. There's no paper. There's nothing that's mailed to you. It's instant access once it's up and running. Mm -hmm. Uh, First use is in September. So September 3rd or 6th, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. coming up really soon. Uh, And it's accessed uh, immediately, digitally. Uh, And there's a lot of cool things about it because it's digital. But it's not exactly a purchase. It's a subscription. So like you subscribe to, I don't know. Netflix or Hulu or something where you access (laughs) content. Hi-Fi is media driven. Mm -hmm. We use a lot of media to carry the heavy lifting of teaching along with in-person stage host and small group leaders, uh, activities and discussions for kids and things. But it's media driven and digitally accessed. So, yeah. That's, That's awesome. Great. You can start yeah. anytime. So yeah, to do that. And like, so it doesn't okay, matter so what month you start, right. you just continue. And when we come back right. around, so the whole study plan is these 12 truths. Right. And the goal is that we will go over them again and again and again, year oh, over year. But each time we come around, that truth is dressed in a theme. Okay. So to get started, the first theme, I am known for September, the theme or the, the truth is I am known. The theme is zoom in. So God zooms in up close and he can see you up close, right? Okay. So the zoom in is the theme. Yeah. We have a theme song like you would have in VBS. That's the sure. zoom in song. Uh, and it's different for preschool and for kids. Okay. I'm over preschool and kids. Student ministry is also a part of this. Right. It's a next-gen resource. Uh-huh. Yeah, we should mention that, that there Absolutely. is Wi-Fi for students. I think, yes. I think sometimes we – even around LifeWay, it tends to be – Preschool and children. Yeah, it is no, students. it's for the yes. next generation. Absolutely. It's a next gen resource, birth through high yes. school, and each one of those is completely unique right. mm-hmm. and, and contextualized to yeah. that age group. Yeah. So preschoolers I think have something. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, theme songs." I don't know if our seniors in high yeah, school no, are no, going to no. like do hand do motions. To, you right. know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but preschoolers all about it. And you preschool know? songs are very different right. than kids' songs. Right, exactly. Sure. Very much like VBS, we use the music mm-hmm. to help teach the content. Yes. The memory verse is baked into the mm-hmm. song and the big things to take away. And, uh, and the themes in the, the Bible stories that we use, the passages, are aligned in preschool and kids. Okay. Uh, in There could be Old Testament or New yeah. Testament, depending on the truth we're teaching week to week. In the student space, they're focusing in the yeah. Gospels okay. and in the, minis- yeah. the ministry of Jesus. Sure. So your identity is found in Christ, and that's mm-hmm. the big thing we need to communicate. Yeah. You're, right. be- you belong in mm-hmm. the church and with other believers, mm-hmm. and your identity is in Christ. Yeah. So the 12 truths are the same for high school through Correct. through high school, I guess I should say. Correct. Okay. So like your church could do, your next-gen ministry can all do the same truth, mm-hmm. but that's they right. might be studying different scripture passages in the student ministry than in the preschool and kids. Right. So we align on truth. So what that means is the whole family for the month of January is studying the same truth, the same big truth. And then we contextualize that. Right. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. So with parent resources and family (laughs) nights and family events that we're including and all the different training for leaders, it's all wrapped up in there. I know. Like this has been a project that you have had your hands in for a long time, yeah. and we've been so it's excited so about it doing it. Um, we're we're like out of time, yeah. but I, I want to ask that. real Absolutely. quick because yes. I know Hi-Fi is spelled like my last name, yeah, and it's H-Y. not one that's easy to spell. <laughs> so tell us just real quick how you can find out more about Hi-Fi, where you need to go, right. and all that kind of stuff. Real quick, let me tell you about the name Hi-Fi yes. just really fast. Yeah, so yes. people yes. say is Hi-Fi an acronym, and it's a little, yeah. kind Kinda, of. Yeah. So because with the belonging and identity side, mm-hmm. we use it, it changes or it can change. So when you, a child first arrives mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. belonging side, we say Hi-Fi stands for here you feel included. Yeah. And on the back side, here you find identity in Christ. So H-Y-F-I yes. is Hi-Fi. <laughs> H-Y-F-I. The, the website <laughs> is myhifi.com, which is yes. M-Y-H-Y-F-I.com. M-Y-H-Y-F-I.com. Awesome. <laughs> we need a little jingle for that. We, we like do. The, we we do. Know, uh, Maybe we just carpet did cleaners that we all know the one eight hundred. So myhifi.com is a place you can read about preschool kids and students uh-huh. uh, uh, iterations of the resource, and you can click through to get to some free preview and sample sessions. Oh, that would be so, helpful. so you can oh, check yeah. it out yeah. because it's all digital. Yes. It's customizable, yes, like right. paper stuff isn't. So there's so much cool stuff in the way the interface do. works that you really have to see it to try it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll have a link in the show notes as well if mm-hmm. you if you did not memorize the And Chuck, you know, this is the Marked Podcast. We cannot finish without asking you our question. 
tell us something that's marked you in your walk with Christ. Uh, so I've spent time with this. So like I listen yeah. to the podcast. So yeah. I've, I'm familiar <laughs> with this. And I, I went back to listen to a few other answers to yes. say, what, where do I go? Yeah. And the truth is, I have a hard time picking one thing. So oh, yeah. I've got like Everyone three. So does, maybe yeah. I can come back another time <laughs> sure. and share another yes. one. Sure. <laughs> but as I talked about this, I'll just rattle off two and then I'll hit one. So okay. one of them I think of is is parenting. Mm-hmm. And so I have learned so much about the Lord and my walk with him mm-hmm. after becoming a dad, especially yeah. now with teenagers where yeah. I where, that are difficult sometimes yeah. and they make decisions I don't that that's a big one. Uh, another one is the music that mm-hmm. I listened to and mm-hmm. listened to as a yeah. child and a teenager. Yeah. Christian music's influence on my life has been huge. I don't and think anyone has ever so. said yeah. that. Yes, that's and there's and I, my brain is yes. this weird repository of commercial jingles and uh-huh. Christian music <laughs> in my head that everything <laughs> yeah. comes up. Yes. But the one that I would share that I would say uh, as I was thinking through this that's maybe the biggest impact was opportunities I've had to go on short-term mission trips Mm -hmm. to other countries. So uh, I've been to Honduras Mm -hmm. and to Pakistan and to China, Mm -hmm. got our boys in Ethiopia. I've never been anywhere outside the U.S. that's been a first world country. Oh, wow. (laughs) Only the third world, Jamaica, mission trip to Jamaica. And in every single case, the first one especially, and especially for Mm -hmm. parents to take their their kids and teenagers on trips. Yes. My worldview was completely blown up the mm-hmm. first time I went to Honduras and spent a week there yeah. with kids in a barrio mm-hmm. teaching VBS yeah. and working My on a basketball court. My husband just did that this summer. That right? He went to Honduras yeah. in the same area and did VBS. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's one of those things mm-hmm. where... Uh, that opened my eyes to the reality of the world. Mm-hmm. When we look at at how much we have, I came home just looking at how mm-hmm. I've never thought of myself when you read all the things about the rich man mm-hmm. in the Bible, right. the, the rich mm-hmm. person. Oh my goodness, even the mm-hmm. poorest of us is so rich compared to most people in the world. Right. And to see the need, uh, even the joy that they have That's in places right. where they have no possessions. Mm-hmm makes changes how I see the world uh, and it changes my heart for the world. And so to have opportunities to interact with with uh, churches in India who are using our VBS and things mm. like that, it's just been so wonderful, amazing to see. Yeah. But those opportunities to those where yeah. I've taken to go to these yes. different cultures on a short-term trip has completely been transformational in my walk. I love that. And that's yeah. been the same for me as well. Yeah. So I think oh, we definitely too. are always encouraging people to mm-hmm. get outside of their comfort zone, whether that is in the United States somewhere or it's, you know, across the world. So I think that's definitely something that has marked all of us in some mm-hmm. way or another. Yeah. I've had that opportunity. And again, another reminder of how God has used those yeah. trips to, mm-hmm. to really Im- even influence this new curriculum too yeah. because you've you've seen that. You've seen different cultures and, and that the, helps. The world is at our door, Yeah, yeah right? We don't sure. have to go. We can go across the street and right. have an right. international ministry. And yes. so that's living our lives in front of the world is really mm-hmm. all it's ever been, discipleship yeah. in relationship. For sure. So. Yeah. Well, Chuck, wow, this has gone by so fast. I and know. I know our listeners <laughs> have loved just hearing your story, but also just, you know, this wasn't just, an advertisement for high five, but it's really the heart behind it and why we feel like it's so important. So thank you so much for being part of our podcast today. It's such an honor to be here with both of you. So thank you. Yeah. Well, listeners, thank you again for joining us for the Mark podcast. And we want to see you back here next week. Bye. Listeners, we are so excited to have the second part of our series with Edward, and we want to just tell you a little bit more about his story and about how the impact of Operation Christmas Child has made in his life. Yeah, so you were a recipient of a shoebox. So tell us about how receiving a shoebox, the Operation Christmas Child shoebox, we have one here in studio um, for our audio listeners. It's right in front of us and it's very uh, festive, red and green. Um, But tell us how receiving a shoebox marked your life. Like my dad put everything, set up the first um, belief and trust of God in my heart. Mm But life was not easy for us. Mm-hmm. We challenged uh, many difficulties and uh, went through up and downs in life. But in everything, my dad will always say for us to focus on the Lord, to know that God have put 
uh, a mark in our heart to work with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, receiving a shoebox was a miracle, was mm-hmm. the next miracle. Yeah. The first was for my family to be called to the ministry. And when God put this shoebox in my hands mm-hmm. and my brother was with me, that day was really special. Mm-hmm. And uh, because receiving a shoebox a shoe was just a free gift. Mm-hmm. Growing up, we didn't have any opportunity to have a gift not a Christmas or birthday gift. My parents work hard every day with uh, not income and receiving a shoebox from nowhere was just mm. so special. Mm-hmm. In, and I was I was so happy. I was ready to open it to see what yeah. is inside. Can you tell <laughs> us how old you were and maybe a little bit about what it looked like? What was the situation? It was an outreach event. Okay. And with all the kids there, we didn't know we would receive Operation Christmas Shower Shoebox. It was just an event. Mm-hmm. And if you know Africa and you know that we love dancing and music, mm-hmm. and we came there. <laughs> and they gave us a shoebox. The green and red, yes. the colorful boxes <laughs> and everything, gifts, we want to go home. My brother and I to open our shoebox. And that day was amazing. Open that shoebox. And saw the first thing was a soap. Mm-hmm. It was really special. My parents struggled to buy it every single time. And a toothbrush mm-hmm. I was sharing with my brother. And uh, the special item was my wow item. And it was a yo-yo. It was oh. a green yo-yo. And uh, since then, I love that <laughs> yo-yo. And that was really special to open that shoebox and to see all the elements that I really need that God set there for me and Mm -hmm. that marked my heart forever because I will always remember what God did for me that day. I love that. And I love that you called it a miracle because it's a miracle that we can all participate Mm -hmm. in, which is something that we don't often get a chance to do, but we can participate by packing shoeboxes, participate in the miracle that God is doing to help spread the gospel to places and by meeting physical needs, like you said, Mm -hmm. but also just giving some fun gifts and just celebrating the gift of Christ through Mm -hmm. giving to others. So um, we'll have some details in the show notes about how you can pack a shoebox and all of that as well and be a participant in the miracle of Christmas giving. That's right. Yeah. As you've heard from Edward, Operation Christmas Child delivers good news and great joy to children around the world through gift-filled shoeboxes. Shoebox gifts provide an opportunity to present the gospel to boys and girls in a clear, child-friendly way. And you can pack a shoebox too. Drop off your packed shoebox during the third week of November at one of their 4,500 drop-off locations across the country. Visit SamaritansPurse.org OCC for more information. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.